Welcome back to the Two Dudes Three Legs podcast with your host, Zach Ninji. Tony Capaletti. Today, we're sitting down with Big Bad. And Bryce, can you come here real quick? I need you to just zoom out real quick because I got one question for Big Bad. How fucking sweaty are your feet right now? Oh, shit. Not at all. I'm wearing these boots, but I'm not wearing any socks. So. <laughs> no socks. I will tell you, off the off the rip, that is the best fit we've ever had on this podcast. Oh, man. That's you got to have me on here more then. I got to keep raising the The bar. boots are just unbelievable. Thank you. You know, I, I started wearing Santa Claus boots so everybody would know how gifted I was. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> they had That's to know. They had to know. <laughs> Thanks, Shawnee. Oh, you fucking know your things. <laughs> Guys are looking sharp. Zach Dingy, Tony Capoletti. Two Dudes, Three Legs podcast, where we share business tips, interview experts, and travel the world. This week on Two Dudes, Three Legs. Every time Appreciate I see you. Big Bad, he's rocking a crazy fit. I, was, I remember when you pulled up for uh, for Funk Yo Couch, my yes. Joe Caps. Classic, classic. Oh my classic. God, he came in the sickest fit. Every time I see him, he's rocking some crazy shit. How do you put these outfits together, dog? I'm very inspired by like, the 70s. The 70s oh, is a big, that. and it's like, the 70s, like from, I want to say from like late 60s to when like, you know what I mean, the Beatles was coming out in Indian shit on like Sgt. Pepper. That was hard to me. Um, and then obviously Sly Stone was a big one, Prince, Rick James, like uh, all, all them different styles from the past. Because I don't like being copied, you know what I mean? And that happens a lot, so I always mm. try to... Switch it up and and make it hard for people to catch up with me. So that's where the clothes come from. Give me I some like tips. But guy. hey, I'd rather dress like y'all, man. Y'all dress like them old rich white people that got money and don't want yo, you to I know. That's that. him. You know what I mean? said that today. I'm like, Listen. yo, I have the worst outfit on for this podcast. Nah, I look man. like a rich white man. But I heard, uh, man, I, mean. I heard, I'm not sure when the, the 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 episode dropped exactly, but there was you was doing something with a. Barbie Smalls, whatever her name was. You told me you made, or not told me. <laughs> you you said that you made. Uh, a hundred thousand in a month. This yeah. is correct. So I think I first off, I think you're either lying or you're saying it in a way that stupid people will be like, "Oh, really?" And, mm-hmm. But there's no way you netted a hundred thousand in one month. That's not pop. That was mean, a check he got, got in one day. And he'll grand. show it to you, and it was all but, for you. Yeah. Oh yeah. For one month's work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what do you do, bro? How, how can I do it too? He's a manager of a sales team. I run a, I run, I'm a regional sales manager. I have over 50 sales reps. Okay. Uh, I got two in New York, one in Florida, and two in Ohio. And so what I manage teams? all the teams. And then, what is that? I said teams. You got yeah, two. Yeah, I have five facts. teams. Uh, we're growing one in Massachusetts as well. Um, and I run all the sales teams. And then I also sell my own deals too. <laughs> do, it, do, it, do it, do it, do it. He's pulling out. He's going to show you the check. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah, trying yeah. to. I'm getting the Make check. Make me right look now. stupid. I'm trying to get the check right now. What do y'all sell? This was thirty three thousand. This was last week. Oh, um, protection. We sell protection. Ah, oh, capiche. Gotcha. No, no, we sell protection. Twenty four thousand. <laughs> Not like that. Yeah, okay. We sell 16. protection from the utility you know, company. We co- sell solar. Oh, okay. You said it with an Italian accent, so yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I He's won't a kill capiche. you. He's a capiche. He's like, capiche. Yo, my boy is so on brand right now. <laughs> he knew he was talking to. Hold up. This is the first time Pook's ever got uh God checked. damn, I see a lot of money going out. You spend too much money. Yeah, dog. I spend a lot of fucking money. I got an issue. Hold that, up. Let's he's gonna there. lose that hundred K and two hundred thousand. Hey, bro, when did I get charges? it? Here you go. Or two hundred and three thousand. 103, 194. Oh, shit. I was wrong, bro. 103, 194. Test you need an assistant? You need some muscle? Let me know, bro. I'll take a piece of that. Yo, we Pulls. were talking about getting a live band for upstairs, right? We, we were for a little performance. 
Oh well, you yeah. know uh, Hollywood Herb and the team, which is the new name now, so I'm here to promote among Wait, other real? things. It's yeah, changed from the we had to change it up, man. We had to change it up for multiple reasons. Uh, chief among them being uh, people just didn't know how to pronounce it. And nobody um, knows how to say the team. Just because there's a seven in there. It, it was crazy is they'll call it the seven team, which is nuts to me because you understand that the first seven is a T. So why wouldn't the second one be? You know what I mean? Bruh. But um. What Bruh. what what really forced us to change it was that um, we had gotten a Sweet Sixteen gig, and it was for a lot of money. It was uh, somebody y- y'all might know him. Uh, it was for somebody that uh, does taxes, right? So tell us the name of the guy. Yeah, I don't course. remember. But, uh, <laughs> y'all might know him. He was, very, but I don't know his he name. He was very rich. And, oh, you, uh, you think we know him because he's rich? Dead. I assume y'all all know each other. <laughs> I'm fucking dead. But um, Yo, he he told us that one of his friends also wanted to book us, but they couldn't find us because they they couldn't figure the name out. Mm. So they was online looking for the team, like how you would regularly spell it. And based on what he gave us to play for two hours, you already know the wedding bag was going to be crazy. So Mm. when we lost that, we was like, all right, we got to make ourselves more identifiable. And Mm. as the leader, as the person who's going to be at every show, regardless, it only made sense that we, you know what I mean, change it up. And, you know, when I rap, that's big bad. But like we do corporate events and we do weddings and... Big Bad has songs called Pussy. You know what I'm saying? Big Bad is is a I don't want to say a street rapper, but Big Bad is is very into grimy, lyrical, sometimes overtly sexual hip hop, and you want to keep those worlds separate. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because right, you don't right, want right. to be doing your daughter's Sweet Sixteen, and then there's a picture of Big Bad with a titty in his mouth. You know what I'm saying? So yep. it's almost like a new brand kind of thing. So what was it called again? We used to be the team, and my rap no. name is. You know, still Big Bad Bad. Baragon, but when we do the band, when we do the the corporations, when we do, you know, for the for the nice people, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? It's Hollywood Herb because that's funny. Hollywood Herb, I I kind of love that. Yeah, and Herb is my real name too, and that's how I do business. Like I don't tell um, people at the at the wineries, "I'm Big Bad Baragon, pay me now." You know what I mean? I'm Herb. You know what I mean? So that's what they put on the check. He's Hollywood Mob. Have you ever met Hollywood Mob? I have not. Who's that? He uh, he usually comes out to dinner with us after martini number two. Yeah. Out. When Bryce has a few too many martinis, he turns into Hollywood mob. Okay, yeah. Bryce gets nice. I like yeah. Yeah. He likes to talk to wait staff a whole lot. Hollywood Herb and Hollywood Mob are going out to dinner after this. Yo, Big <laughs> Bad, you, you said you you said you got pictures all over the place with titties in your mouth. Let's talk about the women in this kind of live performance environment. You're always on IG Stun. Talk to us about the lady life, mm. lady life. Well, all right. First, the first thing I want to say about that, I said I wouldn't touch it. Here I am. Pause. The first thing I want to say about that is people often assume that oh herb does what he does because he's in a band and he's a performer that's not the case at all son a lot of these cats is losers bro like yeah. being in a band does not automatically equal anything if if you're not a cool person and you don't you don't give off that vibe mm-hmm. then you, you you go home with your dick in your hand anyway so um. i want to like i want to make it clear that that my energy is my energy guitar drums or not you know what i mean and another thing is i meet a lot of women just i'm a very tall guy like so you know i stand around like the 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 water aisle you know they got the dasanis up top where the, the broke people can't get them <laughs> i just i stand around there waiting for you know some some lady that's like five five or less can you help me reach the, you know what i mean like that's one, t- one time he helped me I did. I, you know what I mean? He, my man wasn't doing too well. He was hobbling around. I'm like, yo, I got you, bro. I got you, bro. So 
I didn't take him home, but that's usually how it works when it comes to that. But yeah, I was just it's just uh if you're a cool person, it's just what's gonna happen, man. And I'm blessed. I wanna say that also. Like all the ladies that come in the shows to support us, um, I'm so thankful. And uh, please keep coming. Bring your friends. Bring your yeah. boyfriends. You might not leave with them, but bring them anyway because the ticket is a ticket. Yeah, so, yo. I remember when you were in New Pulse Performers the first time I saw you perform and you were like, yo, I, pull up on Big Bad. I'll teach you how to get pussy. <laughs> so why don't you teach the, teach the viewers? What's your game like? Give me some Riz. All right. So, well, like I said, I some use Some after um, the show Riz. Well, that's the thing. When when you kill it, when you when you put on the kind of shows we put on, usually they come to you. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So it's 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 you just got to be able to 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 speak and carry yourself and not sound like an idiot. But let's talk about um, like I was saying, I get a lot of girls at the grocery store. I meet a lot of women at the grocery <laughs> Yo, store. What? So Is I that- was in uh, I was in oh, Walmart shit. in Kingston, right? And this, Damn, this, that's a spot. Are you actually buying anything at these grocery stores? Oh, yeah, or no, just no, there? no, no. Okay, I was getting okay. my Gatorade on. Buying you know what I mean? Okay. Um, this this uh, young lady came out with a hat and uh, it looked very nice as well as other parts of it looked very nice. Mm. So, you know, we made a little conversation about the hat. Um, I left. You know what I mean? You don't, you don't, you don't come on too strong. You don't come on too thirsty. But next time I was at the... Well, not the next time. It was actually the time after the next time. But I had... Our band hats in the uh, in the car. So when I saw she was working again, went and grabbed one. I said, "Hey, you know, you was repping another band last time. I want you to rep our shit. You know what I mean?" And, and mm. I made a connect. Damn, I just snitched. But anyway, I made said, a connection. You're in a band. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. Put, I didn't. I did. That's actually that is what she said. I didn't push that. You know what I mean? Because I wanted to be like, oh, he remembered. He remembered that I that I like bands and I like hats, you know, mm-hmm. which is pretty easy to remember. So um, that's how I ended up, you know, getting to know her a little bit. So that's, you just gotta, you gotta be creative, man. You gotta like stand out because especially with social media nowadays, which I'm sure you guys know because you're social media masters, like women are getting hit up every single day mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. some guys are just like, hey, how are you? And they'll do that 80 times and I get a response and some guys go right to it with the dick pic, you know what I mean? Yep. So you just gotta <laughs> Tony find- Tony knows all about that. I bet he does. You just Zach- just, uh, Zach, I was assuming that was the third leg that I was talking about. Uh, Zach just shows him his bank the, account. And then yeah, 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 hell yeah, son. You got to stick out, bro. That's exactly. So you yep. just got to find what you have that that is unique and, you know, utilize that. That's all. I would that's imagine that. being in a band is a, just a straight pussy magnet, though. I know you said before that you still got to be cool, but I feel like even if you're a bum, you could still, if you're in a band, you still... <sighs> nah, not not always. Not o- it really depends on what type of band you're in. It really that that really and and the energy you give off and um, cause some people you know they're in a band to express themselves and I have a message that I want to get out mm. to the world. You don't need a band to do that, bro. That's what Facebook is for. You mm. know what I'm saying? We we engineer our show specifically to to attract all all people, but especially women because the thinking is, you know, let's say. I'm sure y'all all like music, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say an artist you really like is in town, right? This artist isn't very popular. There's another artist you might not care for, but women love that artist. Mm. Most 
men are going to sit and think, do I want to go to see the music I like or do I want to go where the women are going to be? Right. Yeah. So if you can get the woman to come to your show, other men are going to come to your show thinking that they can get the woman. Right. So you end up bringing in more people. This is why you see men at a Taylor Swift concert. Exactly. I'm yeah. sure they're not. They, they don't go home. And maybe they do. You know, they eat their own. But I, I'm pretty sure if you're in a situation like that, you're looking for the Taylor Swift fans. But you're in the you're in the older women, though. Right. So I'm in the all women, all women. But definitely I prefer older. I do prefer older. Tell us why. Um, Tell us about your experience with these older ladies. They're less drama, honestly, mm. and they seem to have they, they they have a better understanding of the situation. Like they understand that all right for this weekend or for this forty minutes or whatever we're together, <laughs> and when we're not, we're not. And I'm not gonna blow up his phone. Who do you prefer to fuck? Who handles the plums better, old ladies or young women? Young women are definitely freakier. For really? Yeah, I would say so. Old ladies just want that standard missionary. Yeah, no. I was not expecting that answer. I feel like the, the young women aren't as uh, secure about themselves, so they it wouldn't could be, be that. No, it, it could be that they're not as secure, so they're willing to do more to please. Mm. Whereas, mm. for again, Ooh, for the older woman, take. the older women are there for sex. They don't need to feel like you love them. They just they they want they like just need some big bad from yeah, behind they yeah. want they want to get off you know what i mean whereas the <laughs> the younger woman wants to get off and be your wife and have a baby and why are you talking to all the women and why are you like it? you know what i'm saying has any woman ever requested the whole team at once actually no only me and the sax player at once. Oh, yeah, that, that's happened was he playing the sax while he was smashing i don't know i don't i don't that's not for me you know what i mean if, if he's got it he's got it we don't share it like that yo speaking of the sax you're very talented uh musically like can you just list the different instruments you play um wait, wait, wait. that was understated you are incredibly talented i think he's a music Your sax player is fucking incredible too he what's is. his name eli that's eli, eli. Bro, yeah, I remember the, the being best. at, at uh, what, what's that bar? Darby O'Gill. Darby's. Oh, yeah. my God. You guys were playing. Holy shit. The live performance was incredible. Just, just a reminder. Uh, not a reminder. I'm going to notify you right now. Okay. I'm getting married next summer. Ooh, you're coming. That's beautiful. You're, you're playing. I would love to. We would love to. I need you to. Please, please. Let, let me know. Let me it's know when and where. Sick. Listen, he yeah. makes a lot of money. Just remember you, that when you, you invoice him. fuck with the, no, I'm, I'm there. I'm Zach, there. <laughs> yo, that's funny because Zach actually said for my wedding gift, he's going to pay for Interesting. Music. Oh, there you go. See, you should have sold me that check, bro. Now I'm running up on you. You should have been humble. Nah, so go ahead. It. tell us what uh anyone who's gonna get up there and play the harmonica is gonna get paid Facts. this man is a brilliant, I never brilliant see, musical oh yes genius. i have seen you rip a harmonica yeah i play harmonica. what else do you play big bad in i'm usually the guitarist for the band i started on drum but all right so just to run it off yeah. i do um i do harmonica a little bit of keys i'm not great on that but i can hold it down uh bass guitar and drums and i'm teaching myself banjo and xylophone and you've been self-taught for all of that. Yeah, That's one crazy. man band. He's a one yeah. man band, big bad. Yeah, I actually, I, I would love to be able to clone myself, but I would definitely, uh, I definitely don't want to take anything away from the musicians that I work with, who are all very good Extremely at what they do. Extremely talented, and I need them. That's the that's the thing. That's the one thing in this changeover that I don't want to get misconstrued. While we're talking about that, how did you assemble the team? Give us that story. The con the inception. Um. Like from the beginning, that's a good place to start. When did you guys start? <laughs> well, the the team, uh, funny story. So the the team 
that name came from my high school group because I moved around a lot growing up. Mm. And I ended up uh, my junior year, 11th grade, I was going to school in Pennsylvania and not like Philly. Like it was some, the town I was in is called Hamburg, PA. And like, it's so like off the map that like them getting a Walmart, like caused so much controversy. <laughs> and like Everyone shops there now, but when they were building it, it was like protests. It was like it, it, protests, like people pulling up on horses. Like it's really, it's right <laughs> next to Amish County. So Stop. holy um, shit, we were out there. And, you know, I'm all for integration and everything, but, uh, you know, it's kind of like prison, you know, when you get, when you're in a, a strange place, you connect with the people who look like you first. So, mm-hmm. um, me and six of the other black ki- males, black boys that were in, um, the class, we were like, all right, bro, we got to stick together because you got Koreans on this side. They all know karate. You got, you know, <laughs> the white people that's around here, they got pitchforks and they can make hay bales and burn them. Like we got to, you know what I mean? Like we're in foreign territory. We got to stick together. And there were seven of us. So we didn't have an official name. We were lazy. Uh, we were just known as the team. And then like it came to me like, oh, there's seven of us. So let's flip the T's. To so that's how that started. Damn. And then I was a rapper. After high school, I was a, a rapper, and this was when crews were, like, getting hot again, and, um, you know, TDE was out, and Kendrick hadn't become the big star that he was, so TDE was still looked at, like, any one of them, and Odd Future was out, and uh, Slaughterhouse, and uh, ASAP Mob, you know what I mean? So I'm like, yo, I want a crew too, but I was the only one that rapped, so I just wrote rhymes for for um the the other three of us that, that lived in New York. So I was like, yo, y'all are my boys. We can go get some money. We can go get some girls. I'll write y'all raps. So I wrote their raps. Crazy. And I hated hip hop shows because like it would just be one guy rapping and the other four or five or however many were on stage holding their nuts and yeah. being loud and annoying. So I was like, Facts. I really love Such the Beatles. Yeah, y'all know, y'all know. That's why I, I, we gotta talk about Joe later because I like what he's doing. But um, he doesn't do that. But a lot of rappers would do that. So I'm like, all right, instead of us um just walking around waiting for the other to finish rapping, I'm gonna buy instruments. And y'all just hold them. Y'all hold them so you got something to do. It, it's, a, it's a gimmick. That's like I didn't, bring any, I didn't bring any amps. Like, it, this is the nuts part about it. So I didn't have any amps. Like nothing was plugged in. We had half a drum kit. You know what I mean? But people, I guess, are so... I don't want to call them stupid because they were our supporters. But people were very easily tricked. And despite the fact that... Uh, our guitarist, our guitarist would not be holding or playing the guitar for half the set. They believed that we were actually a band. Naive. Yeah. But it was re- was it word. really just you rapping and them standing there doing nothing? No, no. I, while I was rapping, they yeah, weren't yeah. doing anything. But yeah. I was writing their rhymes because they weren't. Oh, rappers. and then they would come up. Yeah, they, everybody okay, had their okay. turn. Got so it. the instruments were just to a visual thing, so we weren't just kind of walking around and yelling and like regular rap songs, no, which I no. hate. So that's how that started. That's crazy. Then that broke up. It's fucking genius. It, yeah, in the it beginning? Was, yeah. It, it was nuts because it's like, I never expected people to think we were actually playing, but yeah. they did. And yeah. we got booked for a wedding once and that was humiliating because they thought we could play and we couldn't, but <laughs> we made it work. We, we BS through Yo, it. that's funny. But that wedding is the day we ended up breaking up and then I wanted to put a real band together and I didn't know any musicians because again, I didn't, I'm not from here. So I didn't know anybody. Um, so I just took my talents wherever I could. Like if anyone needed a drummer, I would go do it. If any band needed a rapper, I would go do it. I ended up meeting all these individuals through that. Besides Eli, who my baby cousin, but 
he didn't know anybody either because we both were raised religious and couldn't really go outside like that. So I went around and I just networked and I showed my talent and I accumulated the musicians. I How were you now. raised? You were raised in that spot in Pennsylvania? That's no, where you're born I was raised? born in Jamaica. Oh, okay. And then we moved to New York and then we moved to Jersey, back to New York, then the then to Tennessee, then to Pennsylvania, then to Maryland. Then Damn. I settled back in New York, Holy maybe like 2015. Yeah. You must have moved when you were young, right? Because you have a really non-regional dialect. Uh. Like you sound like you're straight out of Dutchess County. Um, Well, I moved. It was all my life. Like I've lived in Newburgh the longest because I've been here since 2015. But Got it. I was always just moving around every couple of years. How do you think mm. that helped you in music? Moving around everywhere? I think that in addition to other factors is is that it, it made me more accepting. And you know cuz you know you're in PA you're not hearing and this is you know I'm 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 28 so I came I was a child before the social media boom. So it was mm -hmm. like in some places you're not going to Spotify wasn't everywhere. So whatever was hot in that specific region was what you heard yeah, on the radio yeah, what yeah. other people were listening to. So you know, Lincoln Park was big. Mm. Um, so you're in the in New York in the late '90s, early 2000s. What's the first music that you fell in love with? Oh man! See, I'm wearing Santa boots, so I don't want to say this. But the first song I remember specifically loving was "Dancing Queen" by ABBA. That's crazy. I love that song. <laughs> and um, so you're into that older shit. I love older music. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, but I like, know you're probably a big Earth, Wind, and Fire fan. Actually, no. People what? assume that. I like them. They're cool. But you, my favorite artist is James Brown. When I heard you mm. playing them, we didn't play Earth, Wind, and Fire at Darby's. No, we didn't play. Now they always play play that funky music, White Boy, right? Yeah, we wanted Joe to rap on that. Yeah. But damn, bro, I thought it's too I could sworn I remember you playing. Earth, Wind, and Fire, no? What song? I don't know. September, probably. Nah, we don't. We don't we, I, I what, like them. They're cool. What are your go-tos for performing um, with the band? Definitely Poison by Bel Biv DeVoe. Um, definitely Whole Lot of Love, Led Zeppelin. Um, That's hey Ya by Outkast. I hate that song, but everybody loves it. And, um, and those songs, do you learn by just listening or actually studying the music? No, just listen. I can't. And you guys music. do like renditions of it. Like it doesn't sound exactly like the song sounds. I love it. I like the way you you guys did. It. It's like a, and then you throw in fucking sax, yeah, solos on everything. Yeah, that's that shit Eli. is so hot. Eli is is a, is a beast. Yeah, he's, I love he's that. Very good at what he does. I think he's the best sax player around. I know I'm biased, but I've never heard a better sax player. So there you go. All right, yeah. this is coming from somebody else. Good, yeah. good, good. But yeah. Um, Wait. So before we move too far ahead, like what what other kind of things like were major uh, major events in your upbringing that maybe uh, you feel like uh, reflected into your now? Oh, definitely my father being a minister and a piano player because that's that's what taught me the power of performance right there. Mm. You know, seeing what he could do, and he was a very faithful husband. I, I'm not gonna I'm not trying to piss my mom off or anything, but seeing the impact that he had on women specifically mm. and like interesting we would go he hmm. would go travel around and preach and anytime he preached there was i kid you not there was a line of uh overweight black woman just begging <laughs> him to come back to their house for food and that some of the best meals i ever had in my life bro like which is responsible for the man i am today Yo, so that's funny as hell definitely my dad um 
Because that's what it's about for me. Like, you know, I'm sure a lot of people, this is a world famous podcast, so I'm sure people are going to look me up like mad, but you're not going to find too much music out there. It's, my thing is the stage. My thing is performing, and he definitely put that love in me. So mm, That's mm. interesting, because that's like the opposite of what everyone else is doing. Everyone else is not performing. They're just dropping shit all the time, I feel like, on, on Apple Music or Spotify. Yeah. Yeah. And it's becoming... I think it's it's a little crowded. Like it's a it's a. I think the DSPs, in addition to artists not getting good money from streaming, I think what they did to set things back is that you you are now back in the day you had that piff right, you oh. had MySpace music, you had um, websites, you had Reverb Nation, you had websites that were specifically designed for underground up and coming mm. artists. I don't see how you like when you put your music on Spotify you're competing directly with Drake you're competing Mm -hmm. directly with Bruno Mars and that's a hard sell it's a hard sell when you say hey go to my Spotify you load up Spotify and there's a picture of Adele staring you in the face like I'm gonna pick artists that I love and recognize over a new guy just because I know him and Mm -hmm. then to have them side by side like that you know and also you can fake numbers with that. Like you can buy yep. streams and you can make it look like you're the man and you can't do that on stage. You can't fake it. If you don't have it, it'll show. You yep. know what I'm saying? So the stage is the is the real deal. And I'm very much looking forward to performing um, at the Mastock Festival, August 19th. We're going to have uh, Joe Cap up there. We're going to do our classic uh, Funk Yo Couch. I can't wait to do that. Joe's one of the real ones. So um, shout out to him for, you know. Where is this uh, event? The Mastock Festival is in Marlboro, Marlboro, New York. Okay. Marlboro, New and York. what date was it? That is August 19th. Okay. You know, I think is mad interesting is uh, I heard Dave Chappelle say this once. He talked about how his mother always knew he was like the going to be like the storyteller of his kind of age. I think he called it like a griot. Mm. Um, and I think that has a lot, resembles a lot of similarities to like you, maybe your father in the ministry and being that kind of like spokesman for the community. And I feel like you uh, you also share that quality. Do you think that's why you're such like an uh, like a big personality? Um. You know, like you, you, you know, you always. It's a good question. Yeah, I definitely got a lot of that, like from my dad. As far as being the spokesman for the community, I would have to say hell no, because I don't like nothing people are doing and saying these days. But I, I definitely, I know that I represent. I know that I represent a lot of people who who think differently, and I used to be more outspoken about that, like on social media, but then people were like unfollowing me and it was like all right do i want to be a pundit or do i want to have people in my show so but i definitely try to represent other perspectives of people who might be scared to be different or go against the grain because i definitely have a lot of different opinions on things so do you think that the you know the like the kind of like the big debate of like like you can talk about like you could say like michael jackson or r kelly like does the man represent or can you still like the music if the man has been charged with bad stuff like how do you feel about that like you know, the statements of a person or the actions they've done, like, can you still appreciate the music? Yeah, I think in R. Kelly's case specifically, it's a little difficult because the things he's singing about relate directly to his crimes. So I think if you're aware of of um, 
you know, if you know what he's done in the past and you hear him saying, my mind's telling me no, but my body's telling me yes. Like, mm, in the context of facts. R. Kelly, that definitely facts. sounds That's like... That's like when you're listening to Michael Jackson's Pretty Young Thing. Damn, and I you're like, I turn my phone off. I'm so sorry. And it's like, damn, Mike, who'd you write right, that yeah. song for? <laughs> and, and R. Kelly wrote a song for him called um, You Are Not Alone, which I thought was nuts because they both are accused of the same types of behaviors. So... I mean, it, it, it is what it is. I'm not a fan of, of R. Kelly too much, so that was never an issue for me. But I think in general, yeah, you can separate, you know, because, you know, Elvis was out here wifing 15-year-old girls, and he's got songs about being in love. So, obviously, you know, people can separate him from that. So, um, I think it's possible. But me personally, I you just got to, it's about, I don't think that's a hill you want to die on. You know, mm. I, if you can, if you listen to R. Kelly in your house, whatever, but you don't want to be championing a man that we know what he does. You know what I mean? So, yeah, if you want to listen to it, you listen to it. Cause at the end of the day, music is all about sound and it's about the sounds that we like. But there is a social responsibility to, to be aware of the, of the things that he's done outside of that. So, you know, if you want to talk about it objectively, cool, but I wouldn't defend him. And I think a lot of I think it works both ways. I think people try to defend him because they like the music mm. and that's not OK. You know what I'm saying? If you like the music, you like the music. But that doesn't change who he is or what he's done. They're not related. They're, it's it's really up to the individual. I'm not really a fan of him. So it's easy for me to not listen to it. Mm. You know what I mean? I, I just feel like when you're in the music world, if you're playing somebody's music, you're almost it's almost like supporting their business to a degree Absolutely. So as good as their music is if they do something wrong and you're playing it i don't think it's wrong i'm not saying it's wrong but i'm right. just saying that's that's like me buying a product from a business but then saying i don't like that business it's like well but, you're but, supporting their business because that's how they get paid right but then then it comes down to are we being honest about it? Because it, it comes down to you like the product because you like the product. Mm. If the person happens to be one way, then it, you know what I mean? Then that's unfortunate, yeah, but you product, didn't get the into the, the product because of the person. Yeah. And then are we being across the board with it? Because Led Zeppelin, who I am a fan of, you know, their lead guitarist was openly dating a 14 year old. Like it wasn't Damn, a secret. I didn't know that. Well, yeah, because it's, it's it's there's a lot of things that people don't know, um, or they don't care to know. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? But it wasn't a, it wasn't even a secret at the time. Like there are pictures of them together. Like R. Kelly, there's the video, but he wasn't like taking his girl to McDonald's, getting her a Happy Meal, or anything. Like these <laughs> these the the older rock stars were openly dating children. Jerry Lee Lewis married like his 13 year old cousin. You know what I'm saying? Ah, so crazy. it's like. It's like, you know what I mean? Like, all this is disgusting. All of it is disgusting. And it all seems to get heaped on R. Kelly for whatever reason. But it, it's just a, such a fine line to walk. Because then you have you have these, these the you know, the new gangster rappers. You have even the fake gang, even like a Slim Jesus. You know what I mean? He was rapping about shooting and he wasn't doing it. But yeah. the content is evil. He may not be. But are you not going to listen? You know what I'm saying? It's just such a convoluted argument. And I feel like so many people are doing bad shit that like every fucking football player every basketball player baseball players rock stars rappers doesn't matter i feel like everyone's kind of i don't know there's a large majority of the population in that space that that high level space that are doing bad shit so uh, it's absolutely. like 
you 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 just listening to the music how much can you really give a fuck like you're not going to keep up on everybody's life to make sure that you're not listening to the wrong person yeah, you know? it's, it's it's all on the individual you know what i mean mm-hmm. I, i've listening to hip-hop it's, it's hard to make that argument because it's, it's hard to be a part of that argument rather because so many of my favorite rappers like we're drug dealers and and you know yeah, doing bad shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's like Yo, I learned half of my business lessons from the mafia. The best business in the fucking mm. world, but I don't support that they killed people. Exactly. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's it's well, everything. Somebody just read your next five moves. <laughs> That's <laughs> a whole that chapter. Book. Yeah, bro, it's I fucking just, incredible. I know, we just read that. And I love listening to those podcasts with mafia guys because Yeah, they're hot their right now, bro. They're, they're out here telling all the secrets, man. Yeah. So is the mafia over now? Because I didn't think you were allowed to do that. I thought it was all secrecy. So there's a guy, the biggest guy right now is Michael Francis, who was the son of Sonny Francis. Okay. And he he's the only successful person to leave the life and still be alive today. So really? he walked away from the life, yeah. What about like Sammy the Bull? Sammy the Bull. Sammy the Bull didn't leave the life. He's another guy that he went to jail, he went to prison. Right. But he's not out of the life. He's still technically a, a mob member. But he's, he's still doing in the mafia. interviews. Yeah, so there's no one left. His whole family, his everyone that was his, he was affiliated with is is dead. Oh, he's got nobody left. So, have you seen the thing with Sammy the Bull and Michael Francis where they sit down and do an interview? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah they, so, they're, they're out here. They're yeah. telling him. So that was with PBD, but um, yeah, Michael Francis is the is the Michael Francis's father is the one who snitched on him and brought him in to to get. Wait, hold on. Michael Francis snitched on who? Michael Francis's father, Sonny Francis. Okay, Sonny Francis snitched on. Said to the uh, uh, what fucking family were they in? Um, I can't remember either. Fuck, I can't remember the which family they were in. But anyway, he said it to uh, he said it to the to the boss, and he said yeah to the Don. Talking about the Gambino crime family. He said I think it was Gambino. Yeah, I think it was Gambino. And he said basically to Gambino, he's like, I think Michael is lying about how much money he makes, Uh and we need to go. We need to bring him in and talk to him. And so Sonny, the father, said that to the boss about his son and brought his son in to get questioned by the boss. And it turns out he wasn't lying about money. Um, but yeah, it was his own father who brought him in for questioning. And then his father went and he's serving life in jail. Uh, I actually, actually think he the just Colombo crime family. Colombo, okay. Oh. And he's serving life. I think he just died too recently. But Michael left because his father snitched him out. And so he left the family. His dad? His own father. That's yeah, crazy. So no, I know he's not getting nothing for Father's Day. <laughs> Speaking of that, congrats to you, man. <laughs> Thank uh, you, bro. Brand new baby. How's that feel? That was amazing. For real, I love for real? It. I love it. See, you know what I've always questioned? And I don't mean to be morbid or, or I'm not saying you're lying or anything, but like I've always wondered when people say having a child is the best thing that ever happened to them. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sure part of them feels that way, but it's like I feel like you kind of have to say that because you're committed to this human being for 18 at least. And, you know, if you're not a complete piece of trash, you're going to love your child forever. Mm, I get what you're saying. For at least 18 years, this individual has to be the primary focus of your life. And if it's not the best thing, you're you're saying exactly. It's like, I love this. Yeah, fake it till (laughs) you make it. Right, right, right. When I look at that girl, I genuinely. I've never loved anything so much in my entire life. Mm. And we're probably genetically disposed to feel that way uh, because that's how we keep them alive. Right, right, But I right. really actually feel that way to the point where I'm ready to have another one. Oh, Nothing has brought me more fulfillment in this world than bringing life well, into the world. 
love is the strongest emotion. And I feel like before a kid, you've never felt love like that. So as soon as you ever get that sense of love, it's just like, yeah, y- y- there's nothing else that's ever going to compare. Yeah. You, you got know? a kid too? No, oh. I don't. I'm just saying that because love is the strongest emotion. So is if it? you're feeling, you think there's a stronger emotion? I smell hate coming up. Yeah, I, I would have to say hate, bro. You think hate is stronger than love? Yeah, I think hate is stronger than love. Because, I mean, look at it like this. There's mm-hmm. a phrase There's a phrase that says if you love them, you have to let them go, right? Mm-hmm. When you hate somebody, you never let that motherfucker go. Yeah, they but, on your mind. Okay. You're doing whatever you can. You know what I'm saying? Would you actively wake up and work every day to destroy the people you hate? Or would you actively work and get up every day to support the people you love? I would do the latter, but then there's... You know, okay, I don't so want to. I don't want to bring up the guy, but we all know the guy with the little mustache. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's people out there that do do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, for there's, hate? yeah, there's yeah. Been, so he was fucked up, but he, he was, did that out of love for his country. So okay. and I'm not supporting Wait, what, what he about? did. He's Hitler. talking about Hitler. I didn't oh, say. Wow. I did not say anybody. I said a person with a little mustache. That could be any of us that don't have facial hair. So, is your podcast? He, Tony he claims to have done that for the love of his nation. Right, and I, I'm not supporting or condoning anything he did. Absolutely he was a terrible not. piece of shit. He was also on so much meth and rotting in hell for the rest of his life. But Absolutely. he did what he did out of the love for his nation. You believe mm-hmm. that it was more love motivated than it was twisted evil. Listen love. to everything he said, and he preached. Go I don't read understand his manifesto. I don't speak it's, German. It's he believed that the Jews were destroying his great nation and and making it worse for everyone else. So he thought if he would eliminate them, it could be a better world for the people that he loved. Tony, you do realize you're empathizing with. I'm just saying he did yeah, it. Yeah, but out whatever. Of love. People are going to fucking say that. He's he didn't, not empathizing. He didn't do it because he's he explaining hated a Jews. Scenario. He did it because he loves his nation. That's read his book. Actually, don't, I don't, don't read his book. Don't support that. I don't know that. if I'm going to well, do that, but, but it's, it's I'll take your word for it. Perspective. Yeah, yeah. I just least. think there's more done. <laughs> When you hate, it's it's like all right, if you hate someone. This is my rationale. If you hate someone, you might want to kill them, right? Mm. You kill that person, you end up in jail for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. People are willing, I think, to lose more behind hate than they are behind love. Yeah, but they don't realize how much they lose because well, then when wait, they go in the jail, Michael Jackson was willing to fuck little kids out of them. I'm a Prince fan, so that don't mean nothing to me. I'm proofing all the way. True. All right. I mean. Well, it's a fine line, and I think that's what we're getting into now is the fine line between love and hate. What really is the difference? That 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 would be... I think people will act on love more than they will act on hate. I would hope so. That would be that really? would be beautiful. That would be really? beautiful. Really? Because, hold on, Tony. Let's just preface it for just for the sake of the debate. Okay. Okay. If there's... You, you have, like, the most immense love at home right now. Yes. Right. And it, and you're here in this chair, mm-hmm. but if there was someone who harmed your love right now, the hate would drive you to get up from that chair. Yeah. But that would be love that drive you to get up from the chair, not hate. Are you sure? Yeah. But there are people who are out there right now who are constantly uh, like people that I hate, that I feel are a threat to what I love, but I don't actively go out and handle them as much as I want to. That's true. So it would be love that would drive you to go fight right now if you had to. That's what it would. It's not hate. I guess that. I guess you're right. Yeah. yeah. It's because you love them so much that you would right. have to defend it. But only in that endangering situation, though. Like, 
not in the pure state of love that you have right now. There has to be some kind of like malignant. Hate is also one of the worst emotions to feel too. Like I don't even, I, I, I can't uh. even think of an, an example of where I act out of hate. Well, that's you. You're a good, I, I'm not saying that you are have more. I, it's all based on the individual. I just know that people, there are more instances of people being hurt by people who love them. There are more instances of people being cheated on by their spouses whom they genuinely love. And the spouse mm. who cheated will still say that they love the person they cheated on. Mm. Whereas hate seems to drive people to be more committed in that one direction. Like you hear more mm. about people being hurt by people they love than you hear about people being helped by people who hate them. You see what I'm saying? Damn. So for me- Yeah, but you can't even be hurt by someone who you hate, can you? No, you can't be. You're saying, wait, yes, you can be hurt by no, someone. You have. Big what I'm saying, all right, I don't want to. Are you single? No, it's good. Yeah, uh, no. Damn it. Are you single? I'm single. So I, I'll use myself as a scenario because I don't want to put anything evil into the universe, right? Let's say I got a girlfriend mm. and I love her. Mm. I love her. I truly love her. But there goes a 45 year old Puerto Rican woman mm -hmm. with a fat ass mm -hmm. and an even fatter bank account. She mm. gets two hundred thousand dollar checks. <laughs> yeah. And as much as I love my girl, much as I love her, right? Mm. I want I want a piece yeah, of Yeah, but that don't got nothing course. to do with love. Hold on. But watch what's, what's the analogy? What's I, when I get with her, I am hurting the woman I love. I love that woman, mm -hmm. but I am hurting her. But you're not acting out of hate. I'm not acting out of hate. You're what I'm saying love. is, you're saying love isn't strong despite enough despite the stop love that I have, that. I'm still doing something to hurt her. Not hurt intentionally, but the love that I have is not enough to keep me from cheating and hurting the woman I love. Now, yeah, but that doesn't argue the fact that people act out of hate. But but, but watch what I'm saying. Okay. Now, the whole argument starts. I'm wait, sitting. Wait, wait, wait. I want to hit this with stronger. that. I'm sitting in that same chair. And a forty, a forty-five Puerto Rican year old man, with no money, walks by, mm. and my girl cheated with him. Yes, you follow me? Yeah. I hate this guy. Okay. He trips and he falls. Yes. I'm not gonna help him up. Right, but you're not acting out of hate for him. You're acting out of love for her. No, no, no. That's you miss it. You're missing the, the analogy. The only reason you're hurt is because you love her. But I did something that would hurt the person that I love. Whereas I'm not helping the person that I hate. Me loving her was not enough to keep me from hurting her. But if I hate someone, I am never going to help them. Ever. Right. right. So, so you don't see what I'm saying? That with I love. get that, but So the, the hate has to be stronger than the love because I will not act against the hate. If I hate someone, I'm never going to do something that's that crazy. makes me feel like I don't hate mm, them. You see what I'm that's saying? That's crazy. crazy. That's what, I was, that's what I'm trying to tell you. said that five minutes ago. No one heard it. I that ass. I'm, I'm going to be more committed to that hate than I am to that love. That's what. I'm, that's why I think hate is a stronger emotion than love. Because I've never done anything to help the people that I hate. The people that I love, they'll tell you some, sometimes. Yeah, but you're comparing you not mm -hmm. helping one guy get up one time to all the love that you've given to that woman that you've wronged once. Yeah, no, but he's, sa he's but I'm, saying I'm which still, is stronger. Right. He's saying the love was not enough to stop stronger. me from hurting but her. Because you hurt her once, that negates all the good you did to her? No, no, no. no, no. You miss all it. All he's saying is that. No, I get your I point. I will not act against my hate. I will never go against the hate that I feel for a person. Oh, okay. Whereas I will go against the love that I feel if, if I'm horny enough. 
Yeah. Or if I'm mad enough. So horny is the strongest emotion. No, no. Or, <laughs> well, arguably. But if I'm, if, if I might get mad at the woman that I love and say something that hurts her. Or the friend that I love. My boy might have a, a good looking girl. Okay. And, Do you think right, this so ready, is just. Wait, 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 wait. So you hate child molesters though, right? Yes. Okay. But you still listen to uh, fucking R. Kelly. No, I like I, her. <laughs> he trying to get me. That's not even. I, a, that has okay. nothing to do with the love. You don't like people adverse. who touch kids, right? Correct. But you listen to Michael Jackson. No. Well, what the fuck? Everybody fucking listen to Michael Jackson. Who, who the fuck doesn't listen to Michael Jackson? Are you I saying like the I said we can run the footage back. I said I like Prince. I'm a Prince fan. Yeah, I, don't I remember bump, you did say that. I don't bump Michael. You're not gonna get he's talking about Michael. the adverse action, like so acting in, against that love or against that hate. He's more willing to act against the love than okay, you're what ready. He's saying, I'm trying Can I to make my argument it. now? Can I make my argument? Yes. Because yeah. what you're saying has is not even combating the argument. Your girl, yeah. you might not experience real love with their girl. If you ask Tony what he would do if his daughter did the worst possible things imaginable, he would still love her. Absolutely. So I think maybe the love you feel for your woman isn't the strongest amount of love. Like someone killing or doing something wrong by you and you hating them right. is a stronger emotion because it's easier to hate that person. Where love, it's you don't really know love just with your woman. You Like how much can you really love your woman just because well, she just has good be sex a with woman. you? Uh, you that reminds me. I don't want to get off topic. You no, really wouldn't. You really wouldn't let your girl go to dinner with another man for a hundred thousand. Are you really? Are you serious about? Let's that? go on that. Yeah, dinner. yeah. Let's do it. Let's talk about it. Dinner, yeah, why, what bro, I, bro. I got a hundred grand. Okay, see that. So that's that's for? that's what you. That's you, you know what that means to me. You know you know what that means to me. Right. That means if if somebody else got a hundred grand, then she's not my girl. But it's dinner though. It's not like she's not my girl because she's willing. To go to dinner. What is a relationship, bro? A relationship is dinner, sex, and fucking sleeping together. And waking fair. up. And then going to work. And then doing the same shit over again. That's fair. That's all a relationship fucking is. So if she's going to dinner with a man, then she's willing. To, there's a price that she's willing to accept to do to to leave me. If it's, it's not it's 100 not grand, it's a million. If, it's not if, if it was cheating. I just I don't know, bro. But you know what? I is it give not you, cheating? No. Not dinner. No. Okay. No. I agree. What, what do you, where got, you stand what on that? You paid $100,000 to do Instagram pictures. What do you mean do Instagram pictures? Yeah, that's very vague. To show her ass on Instagram. To oh, take pictures in her bikini. Nah, no, I'm okay. serious. You bugging. You're not. Because, see, I know I was going to do that. Because you then good, it's just it's the same thing. It's no, men it's looking not. at her on you a large scale. No, it's her connecting with the human being on a one-to-one -one scale. You would She's rather sitting in front of him. You would rather the woman you're with expose her body on Instagram for money than her. He said a butt picture. Yeah, yeah. For millions of people to say. Now she's in every man's yeah, nah, phone. I, really I mean, I wouldn't be happy that. with either. But for a hundred grand, which one am I taking? Yeah, take her post a picture. You're taking how many fucking pictures are on Instagram of fucking asses? Who gives a shit? You would be more upset. You would be more upset with your girl going to dinner, or sorry, posting a picture of her ass rather than her going to dinner with another man and spending two hours with that man, making her laugh, telling her jokes. The hundred, the hundred for a hundred k, I'll do either. I don't give a shit. Yeah, but which, you would one, do either? which one is better? 100K? Which one is worse, though? Zach is saying which, that the, my opinion, the dinner's worse. Zach. The dinner's uh, worse. I'm going to let her go have dinner with a loser guy who has to pay. <laughs> See, so that I don't have to look at pictures of her ass. What about because you, big men, men and women don't operate the same. Men, we love that ass. Like, that's... that we. 
We yeah. we got to see the ass. Yeah. But women connect you emotionally. Right. They want to sit down with you and have the dinner. Like and, that's where she fell in love. You think that Michaela is capable of having a connection with a man who's willing to pay a hundred thousand dollars to Michaela be in front of for those who don't his fiance? Okay. That's what I thought. I don't know, was, bro. How, how good looking is this man? How much money does he really have? Uh, he's has to pay a hundred thousand dollars to have a woman sit across from him. That's how good looking. <laughs> right, well, when you start so adding in like, all the other it shit, it sounds in there. like what you have a problem with is the access. Because if she posts a picture of her butt, that's just dudes looking. They can't do anything about it. But there could be something over the course of that hundred thousand dollar conversation that could change. I think just things. women connect emotionally. So like. Somebody seeing an ass of my girlfriend's ass is like, I mean, yeah, every guy wants to see ass. But, but men connect but sexually. She, correct. So if she's not showing her butt to the dinner, then the guy's not going to connect her. He's thinking that, all right, if I give her $100, she's probably going to mm-hmm. $100,000. She's probably going to let me smash. Yeah. But if you trust your girl and she's not going to do that, then there's no connection. Then you have nothing to worry about. You ready? You want to hear my argument? I don't need the hundred grand, so it don't matter. Rich nigga. There you go. You should have started with that, bro. See, you got the moccasins on and everything. You should have started with Who do you know making a hundred grand in two hours? What? Nobody. Okay. Then you need that hundred grand. grand. You need that hundred grand in two hours. Does your girl make a hundred? Does your girl need a hundred grand? I'm sure she could use it, yeah. So you being selfish. Fair. All right, yeah, you own it. Listen, though. So let's, okay, so if men connect... Or if women connect emotionally and I, I connect sexually, yeah, but you think hold up. What if a girl pays me for hundred grand for sex, but it means nothing? You think my girl's gonna allow that? You connect sexually, you just said. You I know that's my point. So if she connects emotionally, no, I get what you if she connects emotionally, she goes at the dinner and has an emotion. Well, uh, uh, you so know, that's what I said. You, you're dinner, worried about the connection. She, would she allow me? Hell no. To make hundred grand and have sex? Yeah, but oh. you're you're assuming she's gonna make a connection to the guy. No right. one's making a connection to an idiot who has to pay a hundred thousand dollars <laughs> yeah, for dinner. Yeah, yeah. Who's Fair. connecting to that guy? That's like Fair. saying that she doesn't Fair. connect sexually, so if she she could get a hundred grand to have sex with the guy because she doesn't connect sexually. <laughs> That's so stupid. But that that, that I want to ask y'all something. I want to ask y'all something. I want to ask her because now that we on the topic of money, whatever. And sex you pay and, my girl hundred grand to go to dinner because you could you can go now. No no no, right. no 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 no. I don't have that kind of money. <laughs> Um, soon though, uh, I want to, I had a situation recently. There was a young lady, um, was talking to how young R. Kelly. No, (laughs) (laughs) you better clarify there. I am not an R. Kelly fan. I noticed you've been trying to stick me with that. Pause. Um, I, uh, (laughs) gay jabs. I love it. I am, uh, I was talking to this young lady from Albany and, uh, she kind of wasn't, she wasn't giving me the rhythm that I wanted. You know what I mean? And it was like, all right, you know, I'm talking fuck. or fucking talking. I would oh, met her. Okay. I met her before, but we never got, I just wanted to get next to her. She looked good. You know what I mean? See what happens. Anyway, she has the only fans, not judging. Right. And I was, uh, I was, uh, I was, uh, did you meet her dad? No. Did uh, she? <laughs> That's grimy. <laughs> I was, she was, so she's white. They don't have that problem. But, um, Damn. So she had the OnlyFans, right? And uh, I never saw it. I never paid for it or anything. But I, you know, she wasn't giving me the rhythm that I wanted. And uh, I was like, cool. You know, I'm not no hater. Like, if you, you know, whatever. There's there's other fish in the sea. One of those fish was with me at a, uh, a show I had that weekend. And things got a little steamy. And I didn't post it. But someone took a video of us doing some things. And they posted it. And she saw it. She was very upset with me. And you didn't do it. No, I didn't do it. I mean, I did it in the video, but I didn't post it. Yeah, yeah. But my thing with her was what I said to her was, "Hey, you know, 
Um, me and you never discussed exclusivity. You have pictures of yourself, I assume, naked online right now. I don't think, I think it's a little hypocritical for you to um, have issue with what I'm doing when, you know, you have that content out there. I, I don't think that's very fair. I'm not judging you. You know, it's your body. You do exactly what you want with it. And she said, that's different. I'm making money. And I said, so what you're telling me, and this kind of leads back to your point about there being a price. I mm. said, so what you're saying to me right now is that because your loyalty get a check. can be bought. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's okay. Not that your loyalty can be bought, but it's okay for you to do things outside of a relationship setting as long as there's a check involved. Mm -hmm. Right. I thought that was a little crazy, but it's, it's a tough conversation to have because, you know, you anytime you criticize anything female you're gay oh, yeah. you're a chauvinist oh yeah you know what i mean it's very mm -hmm. hard and, and th there's some truth to to it that the guys who spend all day online bashing women there's definitely something wrong with them but it's gotten to the point i'm noticing where you can't even have a conversation or a dialogue these days like mm. without being without being accused of judging or, or chauvinistic or something so mm -hmm. i, I want to know because y'all seem like some level-headed cats do you think i was bugging with that but but what i said like did you think no. there's anything yeah real quick before you even answer that i've never heard anyone say i wasn't feeling her rhythm and I'm just letting you know that I'm stealing that. That's the biggest. It's all yours, that's, my brother. That's fire. If you want to pay me for it, you can. So <laughs> it's all yours. Your only misstep was assuming that a girl, uh, that caliber of woman, would operate uh, under logic. That was your misstep. So what should I have done? Should I just? You should have looked at the text message she sent you or call, and you should have laughed, and you should have continued on with your life. But he was feeling her. Oh yeah, right, right. I'm. I, I mean, done. I mean, what's what's the argument for? What do you win? Nothing. No, but I I was just trying to argue with her. I was just. Are you asking if you think you're right or wrong? Essentially, yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. I mean, yeah, it, it's, right. it comes down to like, what what is? Who cares what she thinks? She's a fucking idiot. Sorry. I want to no, ask you guys a question. All right, it's a two parter. So okay. just answer. All through each of you. Um, would you take a girl on a date and pay for a thousand dollar dinner? Yes. You, oh, said, you said no. Ready? Uh, so we got no it yes depends. and yes. But then what? yes. Well, that's no. kind of vague. Okay. Yeah, to, 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 How much in, money in do hopes, I have? In hopes of having sex with her, oh, no. would you pay it for a dinner? In, purely to have sex? So no. Way too vague. I'm just Who asking. And I don't have a thousand dollars. Do you have history? Uh, let me rephrase. Would you? Is there a difference between paying for dinner or paying for sex? Yes. I would think so. Yeah. What's the difference? difference? I get to eat food. <laughs> <laughs> What's the difference if I pay for dinner a thousand bucks or I pay her a thousand bucks? What's the difference if you go to dinner with a girl or a guy? You're still paying for the fucking food. You're still eating. I'm saying we basically pay for to have sex when you take a girl out to dinner to fuck her. I disagree with that. I disagree with that. Why? And this is why I'm a little more traditional, but. You know, I I I get where you're coming from. Mm, I like his point. I, I, whose point? His point. I don't. I <laughs> I get I get where you're coming from, but I think that it's it's different because traditionally the man takes the woman to dinner because he's establishing, and this was back when there was a different economy. He's establishing his intent and or ability to provide 
for mm. a woman. Mm. Okay. You understand? Because, yes. and, and maybe these, these traditions are archaic. They're definitely uh, economically outdated. But back in the day, you know, when, when women couldn't get high paying jobs, they could only get housework. When like a woman's entire future stemmed upon the, 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 the quality of the man that she ended up with. Mm-hmm. When that was what everything was riding on, you took her to dinner to show her, here, I can provide for you. I can show, I can, I can, you won't go hungry if you're with me. That's what that initially meant. That's why you started out that way. That's why the man courted the woman because she's checking you out to see, is this someone that I'm going to, that I feel comfortable submitting to for the rest of my life? Because if I don't, I'll probably be poor. You know what I'm saying? Because they didn't have no that other option. still puts a price tag on the pussy. No, nah, that's, that's fucking a beautiful way to put in it, In a though. sense, now it does. Now it does. But back then, it was a demonstration. Because girls say, you got to right, take me out to dinner first. Right, right, right. But, but I'm see, not going to fuck you till you take me out to dinner. Not that, they that, say that shit. Right, but if she's saying that, then it's that. Right. If now, she's letting you know, I agree with you. I agree with you. That, but I think if, if if it's a woman with more traditional values, and that's what you're going for, you're going for. There's girls that I've been with that I've never taken to dinner because that's that's not our relationship. But if this is a girl I, I want to feel secure with me, I want to feel taken care of with me, then I'll take her to dinner. I'm not doing that for everybody. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So it it depends on. It depends on the woman. But I do understand the argument of all that is essentially paying for sex. But it really, it's, it's, it's such an individual thing. You know what I'm saying? Because some girls do have that standard. And But what I don't like is this. I don't like the girls that were with dirtbag dudes who couldn't afford to take them to dinner, who might have treated them bad, and then now they want everybody else to step up and be the white knight in shining armor. That That's what I don't play with. I think you know, history on both sides. I just don't date men, so I don't care what men have done. But for me, if I know a woman has been with low quality, bummy dudes, she's not going to get the five-star treatment because human nature is us wanting to get the most reward for the least amount of work. If I know what I can get from you without having to do anything, I'm not going to do that thing. So Mm. I would just, I would just tell, you know, I think women need to value themselves a little bit more. And be more selective about who they give the pussy to because you're gonna have this rich guy right here. He might wanna take you to Malibu, you know what I mean? And and and, and take you to Maui and catch a fish right out the sea and you know get you some sushi like that. But he's not gonna do that if he know you sea. fucking branded down you just the said block. Fucking Maui too. Yeah, you know what I mean? So I just went to Maui three weeks ago where my girlfriend lives. Rich nigga. You see what I'm talking about? You see? I know what I'm talking about. So he not going to do all that for you. He not going to take you down the French Riviera and feed you grapes if he know you fucking Brandon down the street who can only get you ramen. You know what I'm saying? So we all got, I think, I think women got to, got to make their standards high and they got to understand that if you want somebody of quality, you know, your resume got to be right. Cause unless he's a sip or a sucker, that's gonna matter to him. In my opinion, that's something I deal with a lot. Like that was a bar, so bro. That that's something you know. Taking it back to the whole dinner thing, I'm gonna do that for someone I feel is worth that. But if I know you know she gonna suck dick for a lollipop, then no, nah, we're not going to no dinner. You I know just what think mean? it's interesting because like it's literally like we can like debate all the whole time. Like yo, my girl, I love my girl, who she is. But like it, it's conditional because if she wasn't fucking you, then she wouldn't. You wouldn't even have ever got to know. If you love her. Yeah, and it's another crazy thing what you said before about how in back years ago, taking the woman out to dinner was a sign of, hey, I can actually provide for you. And it was a woman's test of if that man can actually provide for her and if she's willing to submit. And now because women 
can make money so easily, it throws off that whole thing of like, if she's the girl you were just talking about, if she's on OnlyFans already making thousands of dollars a month and she doesn't need you to provide for her, it throws off the whole dynamic of like, why would you even take her out to dinner? And why there's there's no reason to take her out to dinner now. Now it's just it's just silly. It you know? is a little so, and, and it's crazy because men are still held to them to them traditional standards, whereas women are not. Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. And yeah. again, I'm not not if you want to do OnlyFans. Like, I got homies that sell crack, so I'm not in no position to judge what you do to get your money. But you can't you can't have your cake and eat it too. Like, if mm-hmm. you go and be that, then you can't get you can't expect to be treated like the lady who's not that. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. at that point, it's just like. You want to be treated special just because you have a vagina. And with the way medicine is now, you can just anybody can just go up and get one. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I feel like I definitely feel where you're coming from. And I just feel like people, women, everybody needs to be more honest with themselves. It's like if you're gonna live a certain life and you want you can't you can't live two different lives unless you're you gonna get in. certain results, baby. Exactly. That's just life though. That's mm-hmm. not targeting women. That's not tar- that's that's everybody, bro. If you want to be a gangster, then you can't be. And th- I don't want to make it racial, but like, you know, growing up in the hood, you have guys that's like, um, you have guys that's like, yeah, I'm a the guys that was really selling drugs, right? And then when the cops come around to get them, they cry racism, bro. You, I have a CD of you in my house telling me in the world you were drug dealer. Like it can't be mm. you if you whatever actions you decide to take, you got to deal with the consequences mm-hmm. of that. And it's not judgment. It's none of that. It's just you you decided to do this, and this is the result of it. You're not absolved from that. So does body opinion. count matter for a woman? Mm-hmm, for a woman, like. So does a woman's body count matter if you're gonna fuck with her or not? Um, when you say fuck with, mm, good point. If you're gonna love her. If you're gonna love her, no. I mean, really? if you got like a thousand billion, then yeah, I'm I'm out. But if is you can if you fuck with one bum, one bum that I know. And that's the only body you have. I'm not rocking with you. Like it's it's more mm. about the 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 quality the quality, quality the of the man. Not see that that's, that makes with. me sound crazy. But is that because you're defining her worth by the quality of the man that she has been with? I'm I'm defining my worth by that comparatively to the other men. I'm saying that. I, what see, I'm just going with what you're saying. No, no, it's crazy because I'm, I'm I don't know if I should tell this story or not. Oh, you should. <laughs> All right, boy, you know, fuck it. I, I, nobody could beat me up. So Hell no. I used to play <laughs> no, sir. In, in New Pulse a lot, right? Yeah, we There was a, a young lady that was interested in me very much. So, um, and she, when I say young lady, he gonna R. Kelly me again. I just say that to make to make you know women feel good about their age or whatever. So I was there was a woman who was interested in me. And you're young too, so it don't matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nothing crazy. Um, there was a, a much older guy. I believe he's probably early fifties and he would, he, you know, he, he was a drug dealer essentially like, but he would get girls to come to his house with the, with the Coke and all the other silly shit. Right. And she was one of the girls that he was involved with. And I knew about that. And I'm like, I don't, I'm just be raw with it. I'm offended that you want to fuck me and him. I'm offended that you want to fuck the guy with the talent that you want the man with 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 the the charisma. You want someone who's got something going for them, 
and I have to work for that. But you giving this 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 pervert, this old pervert, the pussy for free. Mm-hmm. Like I, you can't want like a Big Mac and and filet mignon. You know what I mean? You gotta pick. You gotta have a type. So for me. I don't want to be with anyone who I know I could lose to a bum. You mm. can't like bums in like me. At the mm. end of the day, what's your type? Because I got to be able to trust you. Like, if my girl like basketball players, we not going to no NBA game. You know what I mean? Facts. Like, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not putting that risk up. But if you just going to fuck anybody, I can't bring you nowhere. I could lose you. You know what I'm saying? I'll bring you to Sesame Street. You trying to fuck Oscar. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, <laughs> for me... The resume is important. The resume is important because oh, I don't want what anybody can have. That's, I, that, I understand it. how you can devalue a girl for fucking anybody, but how could a girl have value for fucking high caliber it's, men? It's, it's, it's her valuing herself. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I understand that. It's like, if you with bums, I don't want nobody that's, that's with bums. But is that the only thing to you? That it's not the gives, only thing. It's not like, the only thing. What else do you no, no, value no, out of a girl? Question. What else do I value? Is she kind? Yeah, there you go. That's can what I'm saying. Can I'm I just talk saying, to her? So far, all I've heard is that the well, way you got that was a question. That's what he asked me. Yeah, yeah, See, yeah. he's trying to he's trying to try to cancel me. Now, <laughs> I, I think I, 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 I like kind women. I like women that that you know, women are, are supposed to be. I believe in gender roles, right? I believe that women mm. are supposed to be emotional because they have to carry. You have to. A woman gets pregnant. They're carrying a human body inside of them for eight to not eight to ten months. Right. You have to have a huge capacity to love to be able to do that. So I think women should be more emotional. However, when we're having an argument or not a discussion, a debate, can I speak to you? Right. Can I speak to you logically and you won't let your emotions get the better of you so we can actually reach a conclusion? That's that's important to me. Can I speak mm. to you logically? Mm. Can we put emotions to the side for five minutes to solve this problem? That's another thing. I want a woman who's honest. I don't want a woman who tells me every song I do is amazing because my my music is is that's how I make most of my money. You understand? Right. So if I have a song that I want to perform that can help determine whether or not I get the next gig or how that gig goes, I need you to I need you to be objective. I need you to be honest with me. I need right. you to she tell can't me things. Support mediocrity. Exactly. Exactly. So it's a lot of other factors. He just brought up the whole thing. So that's why I was responding. But I tend to do that. Yeah, you, you try to trap me, but I, I no, know. I'm not. No, I tend to bring up those topics. He hasn't fallen in one trap yet. <laughs> so yeah, Slicing kindness, and dice and throw. logic, honesty, and um, I can we have I, fun? I think a low body count is important to me. Definitely is to me. It is all right, but because you know, I think that falls into the do you value yourself or not? No, sometimes I think it's, it's you funny. want what you can't have. What you said before, if your woman's been with everyone, and like everyone can get, everyone has access to her, and everyone's the one. But you you can't that, the, the reason why I, I'm not too worried about that is because I'll never know the true answer. Like mm, that's a fact. I'll never actually know. <laughs> If you tell me 20, if you tell me 100, if you tell me one, if you tell me none, I have no way of proving that. So right. I can't that. I mean, I can what trust your honesty. Men exaggerate by multiple of three and women exaggerate by dividing by three. Yeah. Hey, that's y'all said that in the Damon John. Interview. Yeah. I, how did you, I don't want to get off topic again. Yeah, let's but, do it. Go ahead. Yeah, you can ask how we got him. We're um, we going to talk about Damon Wayne. <laughs> I wanted to know. I remember him saying you stepped up to him in like a bar or something like that. Mm-hmm. Where do y'all hang out where the fucking Shark Tank guy is just drinking? Like, Public where was house he? We were in Pleasant so- Valley. 
Don't blow his I wanted, to, I wanted to answer with a funny one first. Go ahead, Zach. It was Pleasant Valley? Yeah, it was Pleasant Valley. Damon Zahn was in Pleasant Valley. Yep. So he was at his uh, uh, um, investment property right in Pleasant Valley. And me and Bryce went to the bar waiting for him on a Tuesday night at fucking 930 at night. Sat down and grabbed a drink. And as sure as shit, Damon John walked in with his two buddies. Went and sat in the corner. And I'm like, uh, Bryce, I think Damon John is in the corner. So he walked over there. He saw that there was them. Came back and he was like, yo, Damon John is over there. And I was like, wow, that's insane. Mm, I'm too much of a bitch to go over there, though. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Bryce walked up, started talking to them. I walked up a couple minutes, a couple seconds later. And uh, the guy was like, Bryce was like, yeah, we got a podcast. You want to come on? He said, yes. And that was the end of it. How did you know he was going to be there? We Dude. didn't. We just randomly sat at the bar and he just walked in. Oh, I'm sorry. The yeah. way I, I thought you said, okay, okay, okay. We just went to the bar waiting for him to get out of investment property. And he happened to oh, just walk okay. in. Oh, okay. I'm bugging. I, 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 I thought you were waiting for Damon to get out of no, there. No, no, no. Okay. We were waiting for Tony. Got you. And so we were sitting there and he he just, bro, I'm telling you, it was 930 at night on a fucking Tuesday. And he walked into the bar. The crazy part was that uh, when we first walked up, I was like, hey, like at the time we shot uh, Tudor's Three Legs podcast in Hopewell at Zach's office when he had mm -hmm. an office there. So like I was like, I seen him, some of those episodes on the desk, right? You had a desk? Yeah. Yeah. Some of them. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So then I was like, hey, like, what, you know, he's like, where do you shoot it? And I was like, hope. He, he was like, no, I, I won't be coming there. I won't come there. And then it like popped in my head. I was like, oh, well, we also have the studio in Hyde Park. And he's like, he's like, yeah. All right. Well, on this day at this time, I'm going to be coming around the area. I can pop in. And I was like grabbing my phone, trying to figure out like how to write it down. He's like, send an email to this and see. So then we just made the email mad thorough with as much information as possible. And then that day, two weeks later, he showed up and did it. Crazy. That's nice. It was insane. What was he doing in Pleasant Valley? Do y'all know? Or? Mm, I could tell you off there. I got you. We can't snitch. Uh, I can't. Ah, free. That's amazing. You trying to trap me now, huh? Nah, nah, not at all. Not at all. That's just, it's just nuts because, like, you know, people work their whole lives to have opportunities like that. Like, yeah. I'm sure someone with an investment idea would kill to meet Damon John. And then they actually made a TV show about it. It's called Shark Tank. <laughs> there you go. You see what I'm saying? Like, and then for you guys to just meet him, it's just crazy how life yeah, works. Yeah, it was crazy. We didn't, uh, we didn't pitch him on anything, but we got him on our podcast, and he's cool. And he's actually stopped in here before as well after to check out the studio and other stuff, and, and we're still in contact with him. Bryce, Bryce has done some work for him as well. He's a he's good done some dude. some video work for him. He's yeah. a really good dude. They're yeah, good people. beautiful, man. They're he, good people. He, him, you know, making fubu and then, like, it's 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 a shame because like you know people like to call fubu corny but like that's entrepreneurship at its finest that's mm. that's you know it, it that's the one thing you know about hip hop culture well one of the things about hip hop culture that I don't like like you know everyone loves Gucci everybody loves Louis Vuitton but it's like yo if why are we not so that that's a hip hop company. Right. And if I walked in some FUBU around some rappers, I'd get made fun of. But if I walked in with a little horse swinging a bat or whatever it is on the polo logo, even though I've yeah. never been to a polo field or course, I would be cool. That's like, because people don't understand the power of where you spend your money. They don't realize that every dollar you spend is a vote in favor of the person or the people who own that corporation. They, people don't understand how that works right they don't get that when you buy gucci and you rep gucci that you're making the owners of gucci rich and they don't give a fuck about you right right, right. people don't understand that shit it's because sad. they're naive that's a fact and you know it's funny i don't know how much i know about hip-hop 
But um, Tommy Hilfiger was big in in rap in like the nineties. Like that was like Tommy Hilfiger. Have you ever seen him? Personally, he looks no. like a saltine. I bet he does. But he he actually came out and said, "I don't want these rappers wearing my brand and all that." And it's like, wow. You know, because Damon John never would have said that. Right. You feel what I'm saying? Fuck. Because people don't understand what they're doing when they spend their money and give their money to these brands. That's a, there's a term for it. I think it's what is it? Financial financial literacy. You know what I'm saying? There's mm-hmm. not there's not a lot of that at all. It's, and I just really want to commend y'all for doing that, man. I mean, I know, I know he's famous off Shark Tank, but like y'all asked him. Oh, he to was fool famous who, way before Shark Tank. Well, I mean. T- he blew up Dude, like that's his fame. Yeah, that that was how like the average person is gonna identify him. That's yeah. you know what I mean. But I knew about him from LL, from the Gap commercial that y'all read, and a lot of people wouldn't have. Most people would have just Shark Tank, Shark Tank, Shark to just get the clicks and all that. But y'all mm-hmm. really walked through like his history. I thought that was real. Don't dope. worry, we were still trying to get the clicks. We just did no, a little absolutely. bit better. It's one <laughs> but, of his most comprehensive interviews, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. Like it's the only time he's ever really ever told all of those stories together in one sitting. Like he's told those stories in other places, but like it's all over the place. And this interview with him was like extremely comprehensive. It goes over his entire, basically his come up, right? Right, yeah, this yeah. less than half an hour. Yeah, I and mad quick. Yeah, yeah we yeah. fucking really packed it. Absolutely. Um, I was just gonna ask you, oh, all right, so talking about fashion. This guy right here. Yes, sir. Does not know how to dress at all. Dress, can you please listen. give him some tips? No, no, no. What no. can you what can you listen. tell somebody who doesn't know how to dress? Nope, I'm a, don't answer. I'm a greaser. I dress like a greaser. It's a t-shirt, jeans, and was that the John Travolta movie? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's what <laughs> hey, I decided. Hey, bro, you don't need to get dressed. You got a fiance and you got money already. Right. You know what I mean? You good. Mm, you that's good. not the answer for? I wanted. Who am I dressing give him something for? Good. Now he already got money. If he starts dressing good, then that's competition for me. You know what I'm saying? Mm, okay, I need, I need to keep this lane open. But fair. He's he's dressing. I dress, you know, I dress to draw attention to myself because I'm a musician. Like you, right. you never mm. like, bro. So many people I've met, I'll just be wearing a crazy outfit. That outfit is amazing. Can I take a picture? I'm like, sure. Here's a card. Tag me in it. You know what I mean? And, mm. and I don't give a damn about getting tagged right. in the picture. But now they know when my next show is. I've had people come out to shows for that. So <clears throat> for me, the the dressing is just a billboard. Like I'm a walking billboard mm, for what I do. Bar. You know what I mean? So that's why it's I always a tactic. got the logo. Exactly. And you're good with your fucking tactics. I try to be. You're incredible with your tactics. Tell us be. about that Jimi Hendrix tactic you just used. Okay, so we had... Uh, I'm a multi-instrumentalist. I play a bunch of different instruments, and I used to play for a bunch of different bands, but now that you know my band is so busy, um, you know, I... I it's got to pay. It's got to pay for me to step away from that to do something. So I play with a Jimi Hendrix tribute band, which they pay very, very well. Very, very well. And we had an agent who was interested in hiring my band to do some backing tracks for uh, a certain record label with whom uh, Damon John is slightly affiliated through LL Cool J. Oh, sure. So I definitely wanted to do that, but in... Today's age of social media and clicks and likes and all that, it's a lot of um, corporations' decisions to work with an artist is based off their pulling power Mm -hmm. and their clout. I have never cared about that kind of stuff, but I understand that this is a good opportunity, and uh, I wanted to bring people out. So I made the grand announcement that I would be leaving my band to go on tour with the Jimi Hendrix uh, group. And a lot of people believed it. I got a lot of well wishes. A lot of people 
uh, hit me up like, no, you can't leave, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and I said, my last show with them is going to be at the Silk Factory. So if you want to see me before I leave for tour, you know, now's your chance. Record numbers or what? Pack the place out. <laughs> Let's go. Packed it Marketing. Out. Tactics, baby. Tactics. And later that night, I got to meet a personal hero of mine, Mr. Lord Jamar, with that agent because he was headed to a party where Lord Jamar was at. And, you know, I could have went to the party and play, uh, paid to get in, but that wouldn't have guaranteed me access to the VIP area. So that was really what I did it for. I wanted to meet an icon of mine and it happened. And play baby. Smart play. Yeah, that's all it is, bro. I love doing shows. I love performing. So I'm going to do whatever it is to bring the crowd out. And I'm really excited for, um, for Mastock to bring, to bring, uh, Joey out. Joe Caps is one of my favorite artists around here. And I like him because, you know, a lot of rappers lie. They lie a lot. But I've never seen Joe Caps come to any of our events without at least two or three snow bunnies. You know what I mean? That, <laughs> Joe Caps don't cap. Joe Caps don't fact. cap at all. Not at all. It is so a fact. I'm definitely excited to rock with him. You know, I appreciate him for hooking this up because, you know, I've been a fan of you guys for a minute. So that's if, you know, we come away with anything. I definitely want to tell people, you know, mastock.com, M-A-Z-Z-S-T-O-C-K.com. Go get your tickets. It's the best festival in the Hudson Valley. We've been blessed to play it. Uh, this is our third year. And I also want to, you know, big myself up a little bit because there are guys that are playing Mastock that um at one point I viewed as competition. There was one artist, I'm going to say names because as long as you're not lying, you can say whatever you want. There was one artist Facts. by the name of... That's a bar. Yeah, yeah, you know. The thing about the truth, the beautiful thing about the Wait, truth... Wait, artist by the name of what? Oh, see, <laughs> he's not going to let me get yeah, away yeah. from that. <laughs> yeah, all right. So there was a very, very talented artist by the name of Danny McBride who I tried to enlist in my group because um, the initial team that I told you about, that was me. Like I told you, it was just a bunch of black boys in PA lost, lost in the wilderness. And, you know, being a black band, you know, it came with certain, it looked good. You know what I mean? It, mm -hmm. it, it, it was clout to it. So I wanted to keep that going. And uh, me and Danny McBride, we met. And, uh, you know, he, 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 he gave me, you know, Gave me lip service, pause. He was like, "Yeah, we can definitely make this happen. Let's let's work together." Then he ghosted me. Didn't say nothing mm. to me. Saw him in the club, or the bar rather. He's not a rapper. He wouldn't be in the club. I saw him in the bar, and I said, "Hey, Danny, what's going on, bro? Um, why you don't why you ain't hit me back?" He gave me a very long and somewhat loud speech, and he told me I wasn't good enough to play with him. Damn. He said, "Give it three or four years." come back and see what he's doing. And, you know, I just come from the rap world. You get it. I, you know, I don't want to say anything, you know, volatile because that's my friend now. But that wasn't a very nice thing to say. But I accepted it and I left. And the last time I saw Mr. Danny McBride, he was playing an open mic in the club where my band has a residency. Ooh, so, funny how shit works out. Funny how it works out. And, you know, congratulations to him. He made it on the Mass Stock lineup. If you look at the flyer, he's at the very bottom. And I am at the second top. row. Second row. Big Bad, you ever been in a rap battle? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like live freestyle battle and like out in the parking lot type shit? Yeah, I've also done Freestyle Friday on BET. 
Oh, for real? Damn, yeah. I didn't know. Oh, I thought that's where you were going. That's nah, where you... I don't even know. Oh, yeah, nah. Yeah, I've been... I'm a rapper, bro. Like, if yeah. you look He's up... He's a real rapper. I was, I was. If so you... what was it like being at BET? Yo, Tell us about that seconds. experience. I got to piss. All right, ASAP. cool. That's good. You want me to wait or you want to just keep Yo, it going? keep it rocking. So, Big Bad, what was it like when you went down to BET for Freestyle Friday? And did that air on TV? Yeah, it did. You can probably find it if you look for it. It was great, but... Um, but you wrote that probably or not? Nah? No, that's the problem. I didn't write it because I, I came up from Freestyle Friday, the old ones where it was like you actually had to freestyle. So um, I was freestyling and I let a few things slip out. Curses? Yeah. Because, um, I, cause I, you know, I was really going off the top of my head. It was nothing pre-written. And I did really, if you watch the video, you know what I mean? Like it could, it could go either way, but they had to kick me out. Um, they had to disqualify me because of that, but it was cool. It was it was a great experience, man. I got a lot of clout back home because of that, win or not. So that was that was definitely dope. But yeah, battling, yeah, man. Um, do people always want it with you because you were always just like a big presence? People always what want it with you, like in a battle sense. Like, did they always want to like come at? Did they see you as a threat in the rap game? I don't know if I was a threat. I mean, back in the day, that's just what you did. You know what I mean? Like, if you went somewhere, if you went to a different neighborhood and you said you were a rapper, then whoever was the best rapper there, you would just trade rhymes. It wasn't really, you know, I'd like to say, yeah, they were scared of me. But that was just a tradition at the time. And I loved that. I loved that about him. And that's not the case anymore, bro. You ask someone if they're a rapper today, they go, oh, look at my SoundCloud. Like, no, bro, rap. You know what I mean? Like, is you a rapper, rap. You know what I mean? Don't show me no song. You're not a, a SoundCloud button presser. You're a rapper. So rap. You know what I mean? And, and I miss that. I miss that a lot. But um, I love what I do now, too. I love being a musician. So. Yeah, because you can sing, too. But, yo, earlier when you were talking about, um, when you were talking about, like, the, the, the bandmates just holding the instruments when you first came up with the idea to have the instruments on stage, you were like, yeah, then they booked us for a wedding and they didn't know that we couldn't really play. It's like a lot of people listen to a rapper and think that they can rap until they see them in person then they realize they can't even rap mm. yeah Same there's shit. a lot of that there's a Same lot of shit. that it's a little less embarrassing than being asked to play it away and knowing there's no amp but yeah you know i've always tried to keep it real and be honest because i don't like getting exposed you know what i mean like i don't like looking bad do you think it's more important for a rapper or anyone in music to be a better live performer or a better song maker like i guess club beat maker you know i feel like there's that's two totally different skills um, or am i wrong there well that's why drake is the ultimate in that correct because he could do both so well yeah yeah you think drake is, is a great the ultimate performer? yeah okay yeah have you i mean i've never seen him but i can tell from oh all so you just you're just guessing no i mean it feels like he's like he's doing it live feels for like real. It. well i mean and you I edit video for a living so you know the kind of gimmickry that can go into that i'm not saying he's not i just you, do you know, like drake I think Drake is, I think Drake is like the ultimate like unofficial A and R artist because he's constantly like you like how he collabs with new artists and puts them on the map. Yeah, but not only that, like he'll do one dance which is Afrobeat. Like you know when he first came out, he uh you know he was criticized for the for homogenizing R&B and rap the way he did, but that's the thing now. So you think he's a tastemaker? Absolutely. But to answer your question about being a live performer versus a songwriter, you can make a great song, but if you can't get the streams and you can't get the audience, then it doesn't really account for anything. But 
I haven't released a song in almost 10 years and I've made a lot of money performing. So I think mm. the money maker is the live performance. Like the, even yeah. even when you're big, you still make a lot more money when you're touring. Especially yes. now yeah. with the stream. If you're not Bruno, Adele, Kanye, Drake level, then you can always go get some money to do a show. You know what I'm saying? Even mm. right now, I don't have any songs and I'm doing shows. I'm doing original music and I'm getting good money. So, you know, if you can get to that Bruno Mars level, then yeah, you know, the songs is, and, and, and I love writing songs. I love songwriting, but at practicality, definitely the show is more important because when you're doing a show, you're providing a service. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, it's like almost like being a chef. Or, I think yeah. it definitely validates you much more as an artist if you can do a live performance. One hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. it's a harder like, skill. Look at all the greatest harder of all skill. time, or people that are revered as the greatest. Michael Jackson. Yes. I know you don't like him. I just JT, like him, Justin Timberlake. Like yeah. you might not like him either, He's but cool. Beyonce. I don't really fuck with her, but she's received crazy amount of fucking awards because she is a talented singer. I assume she songwrites. I don't know. Like I said, I'm not, not a, a fan of her. No, she doesn't. Do um, but her performances are out of fucking control. Absolutely, they are. Absolutely. Who's your favorite rapper? Big Bad. <sighs> That's such a top tough three. One. Top give me three. top. Yeah. I was just Go ahead, to, Zach. Ask him. Sorry. Give me, give me top five favorite rappers. Top five favorite. MF Doom. MF Doom. Huge, 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 huge. Big Daddy Kane. Rock him. What's that? Three. Mm -hmm. MF Doom, Big Daddy Kane, Rock him. Oh man, this is where it gets tough. Uh, West Side Gun. I don't even know him. Oh, you gotta get He's him. From bro. Griselda. He's from Griselda. You Buffalo, see, you know, guy. you know, bro. You know. Yeah, West Side Gun. And, Can you do a West Side Gun impression? Oh, you got your fifth one. Hold on. Fifth one. Top five. I gotta go with Joe Caps because I'm, Yo, I'm performing I, I with him uh, at Mastock August 19th. So yeah, you know, buddy. it's not a lot of rappers that can share the stage with me. So I'm gonna put Joe Caps in that fifth. That's fifth sick. Spot. That's Damn. sick. Do you ever do? I fuck with that. Do you do you do any voices? Uh, Impressions. Did you do like a West Side Gun or not? Nah? I could try. Do Give me a West Side Gun. Four bars. Whatever. But like you, uh, all right. Whatever. Hey yo, I'm sitting on the podcast with my nigga Bryce. Tony got the beard, he don't got no ice. My man, what's your name? Zach. My man Zach got the bag, he be getting money. Yo, that is how West Side Gun sounds. What else? Boom, 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 boom. Yeah, I love West Side Gun. Hey yo, hey yo, the burner in the pot. I have yeah, no that's, idea. that's my guy. You look him up. You'll, you'll hear it. You'll hear it. Yeah, yeah. Zach, we were just West talking about top five dude. the other day, right? What did, I, what did mm -hmm. you say yours was? I think you said you agreed with mine, right? Oh, yeah. you like rap? Let me, yeah, let me, let's get into that. Listen, bro. I'm, I'm fucking basis as it comes. Yeah. Well, let me guess. Mac Miller. <laughs> no. What? He's not top five, but I fuck with Mac Miller. Okay. But I wouldn't say he's top five. Uh, you want to keep guessing or you want me to tell him? You want, me, you want me to tell it's, you or you want to try and guess mine? Mac Miller's like the, the, the go-to for white folks. So I don't know if it's not I him. I fuck with Mac Miller, but... All right, so who, uh, who you got? You got Jay in there? Jay-Z? Yeah. <sighs> you got Kanye in there? Mm-hmm. All right, yeah, now nah, you're going to have to tell me, bro. I, I, don't, <laughs> I have no clue. I got I got Drake in there. He's, oh, he's in wow. my... Why I know, I, I know, that? I know. I guessed by the shorts. Well, we were talking... <laughs> when, we, when we talked about it... Damn. When we talked about it, we were talking about lyricists. So, uh, no, we were talking about favorite. Yeah, favorite. Yeah, we're talking Just about favorites. favorite. 
I was, said it was Wayne M. Ooh, Wayne. Wayne. I said Wayne. Yes. 50. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I said 50? Wayne. Fifties up there. Eminem's got to be up there. Wayne fifty. Eminem. Who else? I said Drake. Drake. Uh, that's just about it for me. Davies. Jay Z's in there. I fuck with Davies heavy. I like I, yo, I, I would have never guessed none of them. Yeah. I, that's nuts. Wayne is a, is 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 nice. Wayne uh, is, Wayne's fucking. I grew up. I mean, listen, bro. I'm not. I listen to rap, but I'm not. I don't know a lot of the underground shit or whatever. So right. I listen to whatever was online. And I got an older sister who was like four years older than me, so she showed me a lot of the shit. And in her prime era, it was Lil Wayne, and then it's kind of shifted into Drake. Yeah, and that was like my prime era. You know, Biggie and Bill, Big L. Uh, yeah, that's right why we said Fuck, it right because right. We, we heard a Biggie record. We were like, yeah, I was like, yo, Biggie's just the one. Of the, he's just yeah. the go, bro. If you're, yeah, you hear him he's go, bro, be I wish too. Big L he's gotta had, be in there. had time to spread his wings. I think he would have been, bro. Big L's lyrics are so stupid. Yeah, he's. I, a, I mean, all that. those guys are up there. You know, I think Big L was a huge, huge. I think where Big L shine was the radio freestyles, because like you got a lot of rappers these days that like he's a real rapper. Yeah, mm. you're not really checking for the album, really. But anytime you see them on like Funk Flex or like LA Leakers, you're clicking it. Like mm. I think Big L invented that lane. I think it's mm. facts. I think he invented that lane for mm. rappers, like where Papoose and probably like Saha the Prince, like people like that, like Big L invented that. I think Biggie, see, here's a problem with Biggie for me, man, is that so much of what we love Biggie for was, was Diddy's doing, you know, because I, I study Biggie because everyone always compared me to him, even though I don't think I rap anything like him. But um, Biggie wanted to be a dirty Timberland, black hoodie wearing, hardcore street rapper, and Puff was like, "Nah, you gotta be. We gotta make you big, sexy. Like gotta we gotta commercialize." You know what I'm saying? So, I, I no. think Biggie's two. I think Biggie has the best one-two album punch in rap. I mean, the BC Boys is up there too, but um, there's a couple guys. But well, yeah, no one Biggie, really cares about Juicy. All they care about is when Biggie used to really go in, like on. You know, like when he would like go off talking about uh, pull up into your front door and fucking pull the nine out. Like that's the shit that we love by Biggie. That's the shit that you as a hip hop fan love, right? Or, but if I start doing kicking the door or who shot you, those hip hop records that you're talking about yeah. to a general audience, it's not going to go the way Hypnotize will mm. or the way Juicy will. Mm. And those are the records that Puff Daddy forced him to do. So for Biggie, there's always there's always that question of like, are we judge? And this is this is you could also carry this into like the Michael Jackson Prince debate. It's like Prince played all the instruments himself, right? And and he wrote every word and he wrote every part himself. Whereas Michael would sometimes not even write the words, but the music was so much better from Michael because it was curated because be, because he had Quincy, he had Rod Templeton, he had Stevie Wonder, he had an amazing band behind him. So it's like it's very difficult sometimes to judge the artist versus their art. And not in the mm. personal R. Kelly sense we're talking about, but the capabilities and abilities of the artist mm. versus the final product that we all receive. Because mm. while Michael, while I prefer Prince to Michael, I'm like off the wall to thriller mm. like that come on son like prince really doesn't have an answer for that i love prince but if i'm if i gotta go to a show and you know my people want to have fun i'm going i gotta go to michael you know what i mean just so prince ain't moonwalking 
He's not. He's doing some crazy shit, but he's not doing <laughs> he ain't that. Fucking moonwalking. But what I, what I wanted to ask you when you named your top five, and I, this can go to all y'all. When y'all do, you, do you, is your top five favorite list different from your top five greatest of all time list? Because rap fans have a really hard time separating who they like versus who's the best. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So yours is different. Yes. What about you? I'm thinking about that. That's a good ass question. Something you gotta think. Because me personally, yeah. I don't listen to Eminem at all, but there's no denying that that man is the greatest, the greatest lyricist ever, yeah. bro. Like he raised the bar. And you can say his albums ain't all that. You can make that argument, but we talking about just pure. Who else does okay, he need yeah, to outrap? So, it, so yeah. it is different because, like, when you talk about freestyle rappers, like in my head as a rapper. Like Blind Fury is fucking. Have you ever listened to Blind Fury's freestyle? No, yeah, he's he's dope. But I would never listen to his music. Right. But as a freestyle rapper, I th I can probably still remember the shit he said to Loon when he was shitting on him on BET. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. As yep. a rapper, but I would. I does he have songs? I don't even know. I would know. No. I so no I understand what you're saying, though. You know. Have you ever seen so Disaster like, versus Cannabis? Oh yeah, yeah. That's the oh yeah. Battle rap. Oh, I had a bar about that. Damn, that's crazy. That, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that yeah, makes yeah. me feel like Disaster is one of the greatest rappers. That's what I'm saying. Like, disaster. so Disaster and DNA and and all them people can do that incredible shit that someone like Jay Z could never aspire mm -hmm. to. But is are we going to say right, Disaster like is a better rapper? That like, type of shit puts Tech Nine up there. Like Tech Nine has said some like. Some of the shit he said is crazy. And like the whole. Take nine is nice. Like as an artist, you ever hear the skit where he's beating on his chest? I've like, heard that. Yo, get up, sit up with us, kill us. You never heard that? I have to. I, the rhymes you said, I didn't. I, I don't remember him beating on his chest, but I remember that. Oh, those it's, rhymes. it's fucking crazy. But like as an artist, he's incredible. But like, I don't yeah. like any of his fucking music. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's such a tough debate. So man. top five, The yeah, Rock's got to be up there. Dwayne Johnson. His new song. <laughs> I didn't know he rapped. Yeah, I put John Cena up there. So then who's, the, who's the top three greatest rappers of all time, though? Like for you, just like oh, the what top defines three. greatest, most influential? No, like the best. The I be still not think Little Wayne The is. best in everything. You're taking all the categories. Their would you, live performances, all would their Would you still albums, include Big Daddy Kane and Rock Him, though? Would you still include Big Daddy Kane and Rock Him in best? Mm -hmm. Because I'm saying top three, yeah, top well, three. Well, you asked me favorites. So no, I know. I'm that was before. Yeah, now he's, I'm asking he's about greatest. rebuttaling your Best question rapper. that you asked us. Basically. Best rapper of all time, and a lot of people when they debate it, they're like, "Well, influence on the game. It was yeah. a different era. Rock him definitely. Big Daddy came definitely." But it's like you I do take that in everything. into consideration, though. I do because like you have to think. Like I'm one of those people that 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 takes sales into account, like a, what an artist sells. Like I think that's part of it because it does. Like people like to say it doesn't matter because a lot of their favorite artists are bums who never sold anything. But it's like once you enter into the commercial, once you put a price tag on your music, you are a commercial artist. Once you charge to get into a show, to get into your show, you're a commercial artist because you're selling your product. You're selling your music, right? So you are now in the same category as everyone else and you can be judged by that. Mm. So I count sales, but how can you count the sales of Little Richard who was gay and black in a time where both of them can get you killed versus Pat Boone who sold more of Little Richard's songs? Right, Little Richard couldn't possibly sell more than Pat Boone, even though years later we remember Little Richard. And I don't know if any of you even know who Pat Boone is. I so don't know Pat Boone. You I have to. You have to con exactly. 
So, so Pat Boone was a white artist who would take Little Richard's songs, sing them in a corny way, and sell more. You understand what I'm saying? That's crazy. So, because it was segregated, you know what I mean? Well, it, it was made that it more time. palatable for the white people. Right. To you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. um, you have to take those things into account. So, I don't know that any rapper has moved the game as forward as Rakim has. Like, there's such a clear difference between before Rakim and after Rakim. So, I do take that into account. But if we're talking about across the board, and I hate to say it, but across the board, Eminem has a sales. He definitely has the influence. He mm. definitely has the lyrics, right? So he wrote, he's written incredible songs. He wrote uh, Guilty Conscience. He wrote Stan. You know what I'm saying? And and very few rappers have been able to, like Eminem can be goofy, right? He can do mm. my band and he can do yep. uh, no, just, just Lose It. Nobody else is doing that. Who's doing that? But then he can do Lose Yourself. Like right. that, that, right. that variety. That? He also brought a whole generation of people toward a uh, toward hip hop. Absolutely, he did. Absolutely. So, if we just talking rapper, I'm going Eminem. But if we're talking artist, the whole thing, I'm going Kanye because his run from college dropout to my beautiful dark twisted fantasy is just phenomenal. That's crazy. And then with, I miss old Kanye. I, me too. And then 808s and heartbreaks was. Like that ended up defining hip hop up until now. Like right. that's still the sound that's going on right now. So, uh, depending on what you're looking for, I'm going either Eminem or Kanye as the greatest of all time. And I, I, I'm not an Eminem fan, so I'm being completely objective when I say that. I'm not a rapper. Wrap it up, Tone. Or just Damn, we're already there. Question. Been two hours. Damn, I'm having fun with Santa Claus. <laughs> um, Where the ho ho hoes at? Yeah. Yeah. All right, listen, at the end of the day, yeah. what is your message to everybody out there? That I'm the illest of all time. And yes. The, the team Talk that shit. Is yeah. the best man of all time. Talk that shit. Besides, you know, Led Zeppelin and James Brown and all that, like the there's the OGs. But right now Talk in the less of that shit. Talk more of your shit. There's nobody messing with us we got the best sax player with Eli we got the best keyboard player with Darius mm. we got whatever I am I'm the best at it you know what I'm saying Facts. and when I come back out with these rhymes it's over for all you rappers oh. that's all I want to say that's oh. my end message Mastock, uh August let me make sure I get the right date cause plug yourself though too come on tell them where did. we can find you oh where you can, can we definitely get me at, uh, on, on social media at Hollywood Herb uh, Hollywood underscore Herb. So Hollywood like the city, Herb like the thing that all these guys are going to smoke after this. Hollywood yeah. underscore H-E-R-B. Right. Hollywood Herb from the team spelled with sevens. Yo, you got, <laughs> what, you got the last 16 you wrote you remember, that you remember? Hit us with it. Come on, Damn. give us a 16. Let's go. Oh, man, man, you put me on the spot. Uh, uh, Jesus, Jesus. Uh, wish someone had warned me. All right. Um, yeah, let's go. Can okay. we give him a beat? No, nah, I got I said, uh, this is the last thing I wrote. I said, hey, hey, mama said the way you shake makes me want to get my fat boy on to eat the cake and beat the brakes off your bed and leave it broken. First, let me tell you my name. How's it going? It's the big to the bad, the biggest and the baddest. My bitches are the baddest. My pockets are the biggest. You want to see the rest? Come to Mass Talk, August 19, and we out. Yeah, <laughs> buddy. Let's go. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Podcast where we share business tips, interview experts, and travel the world. This week on Two Dudes, Three Legs.